Green Bay Packers general manager Brian Gutekinds was asked about the future of Aaron Rodgers, asked if he wanted Aaron Rodgers to return to the team. Gutekinds didn't say very much, which says it all. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Brian Gutekind spoke to Packers reporters on Tuesday in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. And it would be easy to say, well, he didn't tell us anything we didn't already know. Or he didn't have to say anything and he didn't. To me, that is rationalization. That is for people who want Aaron Rodgers back and are looking to see only what they want to see. Here is what Brian Gutekinst actually said when asked if he wanted Aaron Rodgers back. Yeah, I think you know those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit. But um, obviously, we know the kind of player that Aaron is. And um, you know, once we have those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward with a lot more to say. Bengals GM Duke Tobin was asked about the T. Higgins trade rumors. And Duke Tobin basically told everyone to take a hike. He said, find your own receiver. It was a full-throated defense of T. Higgins. In 2021, when Aaron Rodgers reportedly would never return to the team again, Brian Gutekind said over and over and over on the record, we are not trading Aaron Rodgers. Last season, Brian Gutekind said over and over and over, we are not trading Aaron Rodgers. Earlier this year, Brian Gutekind was given the opportunity to fully endorse the return of Aaron Rodgers. He did not do that. We talked about it at the time. Do you want Aaron Rodgers back? I want all my players back. To be in this position now and say everything is on the table, to say it has to be the right fit, that is not a full-throated endorsement of Aaron Rodgers. And to couple that with the Jordan Love part of this, the we think Jordan Love is ready, that he is going to be a capable starter, that we think the only thing left for him is to play, and that Brian Gutekinds thinks... Jordan Love will be playing in Green Bay. All of that together leads us to one conclusion. And that is the divorce is on its way. And I understand that there is this reporting that from the Packers standpoint, if Aaron Rodgers wants to come back, they would welcome him back. I I guess that might be true. And I think if you're Brian Gutekinds, you're in the position of saying, well, either I get a four-time MVP back under a reworked contract, who is this is probably his last year, and I can go to Jordan Love next year anyway, 
or I trade Aaron Rodgers. Now I get a bunch of draft picks or whatever. I get stuff and I get to go to Jordan Love. It is a win-win for Brian Gutekinst. But I want to address this. He didn't have to say anything because the only even moderately believable reason that, that I have seen offered for why he did not go further in saying we want Aaron Rodgers back is to protect the feelings of Jordan Love. That if you say, well, we really want Aaron Rodgers back, he's a part of our team, that you risk annoying Jordan Love. Well, if you're worried about how Jordan Love feels, and it is the case that Aaron Rodgers, if he wants to come back, you'll welcome him back, then you already don't care that much about Jordan Love's feelings because you're going to bring Aaron Rodgers back anyway. If Aaron Rodgers is coming back, Jordan Love can't be in his feelings if you are also going to go to Jordan Love at some point in the future in Green Bay. So to me, that excuse, I I understand the logic in saying it. I understand it, the, the take. I just don't think it actually makes sense in practice. And I'll take this a step further. Brian Gutekunst has every reason, every reason, regardless of what side he wants to be on, if he wants Aaron Rodgers, he has every reason to make it clear he wants Aaron Rodgers back because Aaron Rodgers has presumably not made up his mind by Brian Gutekunst's own admission. Rodgers and Gutekunst have not been in contact since Rodgers emerged from the darkness. We, we found out yesterday that today there's going to be a podcast. Maybe you've listened to it by the time you're listening to this about Aaron Rodgers. And maybe by the time you're listening to this, Aaron Rodgers will have retired on a podcast. Brandon Marshall congratulated him on a career last night in a very weird, then deleted Instagram video. And you're sort of like, oh, what is going on here? But if you want Aaron Rodgers back and, and you haven't heard a decision for him, then you have every reason to woo him, to Say, we want Aaron Rodgers back. Aaron Rodgers is the kind of person, like, uh, which is to say he is a person that would want his employer to say, we want you back. We don't want to trade you. He didn't do that. And then, that's what makes this even weirder, is Brian Gutekunst, if he is going to trade Aaron Rodgers, he also has every reason to say, we want Aaron Rodgers back because you're already setting up. We're playing hardball. You're going to have to give us real stuff. Now, maybe he understands and he thinks teams understand that that would just be artifice, that it would just be posturing, that if Rodgers says he wants to be traded, the Packers don't actually have a lot of leverage there. They're just going to trade him to the highest bidder of the places that Rodgers would reasonably want to go. I still find it fascinating that he would treat it this way. And I think it is indicative of a general manager who, which is what we've now seen reported multiple times, is kind of over it. And if you listen to Bob McGinn, fully over it. But even Jeff Darlington, who reported just a week ago that he had heard from a Green Bay Packers source that this was all overblown and Rodgers would return to the team. A week later is now saying this is feeling like a, 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 a couple 
that is more concerned about the optics of their breakup than trying to make a relationship work. And that's true. Not his exact metaphor, but it's been my metaphor this whole time. And so I wanted to keep using it. He was the guy that said, this is overblown based on source reporting. And now you have to get pretty good to go back on your reporting. Now that the information changes, I understand that there's a lot in play here, but to, to be in that place, it, it is important to recognize that even though the one reporter who was saying this is all overblown and Aaron Rodgers is coming back is now saying that's not happening. That makes this whole thing from Brian Gutekinds a little weird. And maybe it's the case that Matt LaFleur wants him back and, and Brian Gutekinds doesn't. And so Mark Murphy is still trying to figure out what he wants to do. And, and maybe Mark Murphy has punted the decision. Basically, it's up to Aaron. If Aaron wants to come back, we'll take him. And if he doesn't, we'll deal him. And that is his version of splitting the baby. Because remember, Brian Gutekinds reports to Mark Murphy. The coach reports to Mark Murphy. Mark Murphy makes this decision. If this were a different structure, if this were Ron Wolf and a coach, um, or even Ted Thompson and a coach, it would be the GM's call. It's not. I think we have to remember that. That is an important thing to remember. Which means Mark Murphy could ultimately be the one driving all of this and that doesn't leave us with a lot of information on how we think this could all unfold. So maybe we'll find out in the next couple of days what's going on here. Brian Gutekinds doesn't seem to know when we're going to get a timeline. But what he did add was there are still more conversations that have to take place. Aaron Rodgers has said, once I decide what I want to do, if I want to play, then we need to have more conversations about where this is going and what the what the situation is. And then we can go from there. We got some hint on that from Brian Gutekinst, starting with someone like David Bakhtiari. And I wonder how that impacts all this. We'll talk about that in just a second. Before we do, today's episode brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. The midway point in the NBA season is here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers... Get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe and secure and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything from the money line to point spreads to threes drain to all kinds of stuff on FanDuel. They let you combine bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlays. I love the same-game parlays in the NFL. I did them regularly. You can do them in the NBA. You can do them with pretty much anything. So don't miss your chance on a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you use, when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. In fact, I had Keith Sanchez on um, Locked On Sports today. On the show today, talking about the storylines there um, and and what he's looking for in terms of the, the testing. So I think we're going to get those guys on later in the week or maybe next week to recap everything that we've seen. So a, a lot to come from the combine. I don't want to just like skip over the fact that the combine, we actually got to hear from all these guys. We're going to get testing today. So the, the fun stuff actually starts. Um, but 
this router stuff is is too monumental. Now, we also heard that the Packers are working on restructuring David Bakhtiari and Kenny Clark. And remember when we discussed this yesterday, this idea of plan and what the future looked like. And if Aaron Rodgers was going to be on the same page, this is what Brian Gutekinds called fit. Does it fit for Aaron Rodgers to be back on this team? Well, if David Bakhtiari, he's got a lot of new money coming. Is the reason that this is not done because it's done with Preston Smith. It's done with Jerry Alexander. It's done with Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones took a pay cut with Alexander and Preston Smith. They were able to just move money because that that's what those contracts are there for. You can just move the money. If you want someone to take a pay cut, they have, they have to agree to it. And if you want to add years to the deal, you want to add void years to move money, the player has to agree to it. So maybe they're asking David Bakhtiari to take a pay cut. And maybe they're saying, look, if you want to keep being on the team, it's got to be at a, at a lower number. And if it's not, uh, we're going to move on. Now, Brian Gutekind said that the goal is to rework the deal to keep David Bakhtiari on the team, but that is certainly what the Packers can threaten. Kenny Clark, he's got a big base salary. It makes sense that you could potentially extend him. This is something that I mentioned in our Leap newsletter on Monday. That for the Packers, he's going to be 30, you know, still he's still a couple years from 30. You still have prime physical Kenny Clark years left. So give him an extension. Tack on the void years because the cap is only going to go up. In fact, it's going to spike here shortly. And so you have the wiggle room to say, let's move the money down. And when you have good players who you can pay, everything is all good. Kenny Clark is a little bit in that in-between of like, yes, he helps you win now. Yes, he helps you win in the future. So I don't think the future of Kenny Clark is going to signal to Aaron Rodgers one way or another about where this team thinks they are. But there are also players out there that the Packers could go sign. And I've been thinking more about some of the things that that we talked about with Sam Monson, our pro football focus of the this idea that Regardless of who the quarterback is, the Packers have some spots that they need to upgrade. And, and Brian Gutekind said as much. The secondary is going to be something that they have to figure out. Adrian Amos' contract was set to void. We have no indication that it didn't. No indication that uh, an extension was reached before those voids became part of it, which to me means Adrian Amos is done. Which also means... If Darnell Savage is going to play in the slot, the Packers have nothing at safety. So there are safeties in this draft. Brian Branch, a potential top 20 pick. Um, it, it is not a great group. The corner group, though, is awesome. It is legitimately awesome. So could you get a really good player at 45? I think you could. Could you get a really good player at 15? Now, I don't know that that's the best use of your resources, but you could get a really good player at 45, at 78, top 100. You could get a good corner, a talented corner. We don't know if they're going to be good players, right? But you could get a talented player, have Eric Stokes and Jair Alexander in that secondary, bump Russell Douglas to safety, and keep Darnell Savage as the safety 
in base, move him down into nickel. You still have, presumably you want to keep Keyshawn Nixon. He tweeted out or, or posted on Instagram that he wants to be a Packer for life. So hopefully that's something that they can work out contract-wise. Defensive back, quietly, quietly something that they need to figure out. And John Johnson III from the Cleveland Browns was just released or is, is expected to be released when the new league year opens. That's an important distinction because if he were just cut, you could sign him right away. If they're going to do it March 15, um, then obviously you have to wait. Played for Joe Barry, plays a position of need, and the Packers, they want to improve this roster. Brian Goody can said, you know, we can't make some big moves, but they want to improve this roster. I think John Johnson could get some big money, some real money. But if you're going to sign a multi-year deal, there's always ways to massage those things. Also, if you're going to move David Bakhtiari's money around, if he's going to take a pay cut, you're creating space. If you're going to move Kenny Clark's money around, you're creating space. And if you just sign one player in this market, it probably has to be a safety. So someone like that makes a lot of sense for you. But you also want to save money. Marcus Mariota, set to be released. Would make a lot of sense if you're going to go with Jordan Love. Mariota knows Matt LaFleur's scheme. Played for Matt LaFleur in Tennessee. A, a long-tenured veteran backup. A well-liked teammate. Smart player. Good leader. He is the perfect guy to be the backup quarterback for Jordan Love. Some similar skill sets could come in. If you're going to tailor an offense around Jordan Love, presumably you're going to use his legs a little bit. You're going to get him on the move a little bit. A lot of play action. A lot of shot plays. Marcus Mariota can do those things. It's nice to have a backup who mirrors the skill set of your starting quarterback so that if he does have to play, he can just come in seamlessly, take over, and run the show for you. That is a nice thing to have. Is it a must-have? No. So there are going to be players that you want to save this money for. And if you're the Packers, you're trying to figure out, okay, you know, you have tenders for someone like Josh Nyman that you have to figure out. Try and keep Alan Lazard. Brian Gudikins was asked, can you see a world in which Alan Lazard is back? He said, oh yeah, sure. Um, we'll see what the future is with Mason Crosby. He's got to figure out what he wants to do. The Packers, I think, you know, it's possible it's related to Aaron Rodgers and what he's going to do. You know, they're waiting on, on Rashawn Gary and his ACL. Could there be an extension there that saves them money? So we're, we're starting to see what the options for the Packers are going to be. And that includes one other big fish. Brandon Cooks still wants to be traded. And Aaron Wilson um, reported that, you know, Houston reporter reported that the Packers were one of the teams to call at the trade deadline. That was something we talked about on this show. Um, we we knew the, the Packers had interest, something that I had heard as well. And, and you know, I will I will add to that. My understanding is the Texans wanted more than any team was willing to give. This was not um, that teams weren't interested. It was that they wanted too much. And one of the reasons why Brandon Cooks was miffed about that is because he felt like, I don't want to be here. We suck. Just get something. So if you're the Packers, and let's say you really only wanted to give up a fourth, then well, now you realize for a full season and he's under contract, maybe he's worth more now. Give up that third round pick that maybe you didn't want to part with. That makes sense. And, and Brandon Cooks is 
one of the few guys offensively that could potentially be available that makes sense regardless of who the quarterback is. It makes sense if you're Jordan Love to give him a veteran bona fide number one while Christian Watson gets ready to be that player. 1A, 1B, 1B, 1A, who cares? It doesn't matter. He can be a a bucket getter, a big play threat. He can win all over the field for you. And even in Houston, where they didn't have great quarterback situations, they didn't have great offensive line situations, they didn't have, you know, highly creative offensive schemes. All he did was produce. Continues to produce, has produced everywhere, understands the scheme, knows Matt LaFleur. And I think you can sell him on the idea that even with Jordan Love, this team can compete. There were other teams trying to call. The Rams called. Well, they're not competing. Now, maybe LA is more appealing than Green Bay. I think that's certainly a realistic possibility, right? Like, but, you know, Dallas, I I think Dallas still makes some sense for him, although they seem to be very much enamored with Odo Beckham Jr. And so maybe that's the move that you go out and make. Um, I'm interested to see what that market looks like. And then with Aaron Rodgers, it's a no-brainer to do something like that. If Rodgers is going to come back, and, and there's only so much you can do with his money because what he's owed this year is mostly set in stone. Like the money that he's owed, he's already got no base salary. And so that makes this complicated. Like you can you can move things around if you're just gonna say, okay, the money is all gonna stay the same, you just move it. But that's, they've already done that. They already worked this contract so that it would be cheap on the cap. And, and then there's, the, you know, the, the weird things with the mechanisms of the, the bonus. That is probably what would have to be reworked. So it wouldn't change much about this season. But what it would really change is what's going on in 2024 and beyond. So if this is the last season and presumably this is going to be the last season. The thing that would change is you have that big option bonus that kicks in, that fully guarantees those future dollars, you'd have to get rid of those. But his base salary is only a million one. It's basically the minimum. And then the rest of the cap hit is a restructured situation and an option bonus. So there's there's really not a lot you can do. You can move some of that bonus money. But... It is what it is this season. Now, after this season, one of the reasons why I I think it has always made sense for Green Bay for this to be that inflection point is because of what happens in the the future years. And go back and listen to our episode with Joe Corey to explain all of that and why this contract is so different from most other contracts where the dead cap lessens as you move forward. But if they trigger this option, then, you know, he has to be on on the roster. If you trigger this option, there's huge future money that you're guaranteeing. You'd probably have to get around some of that stuff. You have to say, okay, that money's not guaranteed. Now, would Aaron Rodgers be amenable to that? Would he want a salary increase this year? Like, how would you work that all out? But you can just rip up the contract. You can. Players don't usually, but you can. You could theoretically do that. It's not going to help you again this year. You're going to have to do the other stuff for the most part. But Brandon Cooks actually costs money. 
And so that's why someone like Chase Claypool last year made a lot of sense for Green Bay because he's cheap. Brandon Cooks, not cheap, not cheaper than DeAndre Hopkins. But if Rodgers is going to be back, that's the kind of move you want to make. Get the veteran, go try and do this one more time in a way that is not just running back a team that went eight and nine last season and, and hoping that it works out because you have better quarterback play. No, no, you have to go try to do this. You have to you have to go in in a way that you have not previously with the understanding that it's going to hurt for a year when Aaron Rodgers leaves. But, you know, that's the decision that you're making. Guys, it's one of the reasons why I think now is the time. But if that's the decision that they come to, then you have to go all in. You have to do everything you can to win a Super Bowl this year, understanding that this is your last chance with Aaron Rodgers. Now, does their faith in Jordan Love color that a little bit? Yeah, I think it does. But that would be another reason why Brandon Cooks makes sense because he's under contract. And so it would not just be a one-year thing for, for Brandon Cooks. You could extend him. You could do a lot of different things. And he can be on your team. He can be a member of your team to go compete for years to come. All right. Speaking of years to come, we've got a lot of stuff with the combine coming up, the testing numbers. We go back and listen yesterday if you missed it on what is important and what isn't when it comes to these testing numbers and, and what um, teams are going to be looking at, what positions it matters for. Um, we're going to be following this stuff closely over the next couple of days. And we're going to have a blast because it is a blast to do. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Wachowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, Aaron Rodgers makes a decision, we're going to go live on our YouTube page, on the Locked on Packers YouTube page to stay Locked on Packers. <laughs>